Hey, this is Taylor. This is Jake. And this is Dan. And this is Unicorn Finders, where we are on the search to eliminate the elusive unicorn factor in everyday people, businesses, and relationships. Hope you enjoy. Well, hello, hello. Now that you are completely amped up and ready to run through a brick wall with that intro music, it's great to be with y'all today on this beautiful Thursday. Hey, Dan, what's the weather like down in Tampa? That's beautiful, man. Uh, as you can imagine, it's the uh, the most perfect time of year to be a Floridian. November through May, it's elite. I'm, I'm <laughs> jealous, but not like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. Anyways, um, so wanted to uh, Miami Dolphins. Well, Dolphins. yeah, but, but you just bounce around. Who's ever better? No, so I'm a Dolphins fan anyway. Miami, Keep going. Last year's Tampa. No, no, it's always been it's always been Miami. Yeah. Always been Miami yeah. Dolphins. Grew up in South Florida. Um, it, it is not beneath me, though, that if the city that I live in does celebrate a Super Bowl, that I will be out there celebrating as if I've been a lifelong fan. 100%. <laughs> um, well, for those of you who are tuning in, welcome uh, to Unicorn Finders. For those of you who do not know what Unicorn Finders is, this is a podcast to basically bring a voice to companies and products you probably have not heard of yet. Um, I, I like to but say you that will. You, but you will because you watch us eventually. I also say that we try to find companies doing cool shit. So, um, mm-hmm. but that's, uh, so we're excited to have Andrew and Trevor today from Swapped. Hey boys, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Um, so I want to go ahead and dive in. We got a lot of, uh, we got a lot of, lot to cover. So I guess first off, first question, what is Swapped? And what, what are you, what are you all trying to solve? Yeah. So I always say Swapped is an offline personalization tool. So one of the biggest problems today is that you might see a QR code and you're not excited to scan it because you know it's just a generic landing page and maybe they'll ask you for your email, maybe it'll be their website, but there's nothing in it for you. So unless you're at a restaurant, there's really no reason to do anything with a QR code and the restaurant's just a generic menu, but we have so much information on people online and there's just no bridge to that gap of, Let's take this online data that we cultivate and collect and nurture and bring that to the offline world. And that's what we're trying to do as well. I love that. I love that. So, so talk, talk to me real quick about like how somebody would put this into practice. Um, like, like how, how would they use your product um, in, in a very applicable way? Yeah. So there's a few different use cases here. One of them is if you're in a, we actually have a, store, I won't mention their specific name, but they, they go off of what goddess you are. So you could be an Athena or an Aphrodite. And one of their biggest things is that you should buy only from the specific collections. We're opening up a retail store soon. And on their site, it's awesome because you could take the quiz and they lead you lead you to the specific Aphrodite section of the site if you're an Aphrodite. But when you're in the store, it's hard to mimic that same experience. Yeah. So when they launch in uh, the upcoming few weeks on Spired up in LA, we're going to have a swap code and you can scan. If your goddess has already been selected for you, your purchaser online, then we'll let you know what section of the store your goddess lives in and we'll welcome you as an Athena or Aphrodite. But if you've never taken the quiz before, then we'll prompt you to take the quiz, take 60 seconds out of your day before shopping to best customize your shopping experience. I love that. I love that. So um, I, I'm curious, what would you say makes your business have a unicorn factor? Like, like what are y'all doing differently um, than, than, than other people out there? Or if there's anybody else doing this? Yeah. 
So we care about the end consumer experience of what it actually feels like to be in the shoes of someone shopping at that retail store. And that's especially something Trevor accelerates. And uh, so I'll let him speak about that in a second. But what we focus on uh, is and versus what other QR code, typical technology companies that are trying to change the offline world is, is we already know the tech exists to combine this information. And that's not what we're trying to prove out. We're trying to improve people's lives on a day to day and make it easier and more fun and more engaging for them to go shopping or do something mundane. Yeah. And so think about, you know, what Andrew's saying from the consumer side, how many, you know, email marketing advertisements that you get that you didn't ask for or that maybe you did. And it's just, it's just not even relevant to you. Right. Um, and then the second piece being, you know, how often do you go into a store and feel kind of let down of like, hey, this is my 10th time here and not a single person knows. And so mm-hmm. what we're helping these consumers from the consumer angle do is understand, hey, like what businesses have I visited? Who collected my data? Where did I opt in? What did I get from giving them my data? Um, and how do I opt out super easily all in one place? Hmm. And I, as a consumer, can can easily determine what kind of information I'm I'm sharing, and and on the the business side of it, you can then personalize that experience for somebody from whether it's couponing or a simple thank you or a, a notion of gratitude. Yeah, or if it's your third time purchasing, maybe we get mm-hmm. something special for you next time you come into the store. And and that's completely all tracked by a QR code by our software behind the QR code. So the QR code, what a QR code is, is an amazing intermediary to bring software in person. But a QR code is also pretty interchangeable at the end of the day. The reason why it's the first and easiest target for us right now is because Apple recently has made so many good adoptions to allow you to scan a QR code and not have, for example, in 2019 even, you needed an extra app. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to talk about yeah. this. Like, I think the evolution of shout out to COVID, right? Is wild. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Yeah. It, it just happened all so quickly. So now even, I don't know if you know this, but with the latest iOS update, you can actually just click on an, a QR code in the photo. Yes. If you have like, a photo of a QR code, you could click on it and you yeah. go to the link. So, so, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to think of this like uh, uh, very practically, right? So my dad runs a restaurant in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Taza Kitchen. I'm not sponsored. I guess I am, but dad, if you're watching, <laughs> it's really good. Um, so basically, so my dad would call you all up and go like, hey, listen, I want to kind of integrate what you all are doing with my restaurant. So what would that look like? Like walk me through kind of what a client, so if a client calls you and goes, all right, Andrew, we want to try to leverage you. Is it a sit down? Is it a try to figure out what perks, what tiered perks, programming that into the back end? I mean, what does that look like? So for actual implementation, yeah. I'll, I'll start. And then Trevor, if you want to take it from like the yeah, actual- Once you punch, I love it. Yeah. So for implementation, what it looks like is right now it's as simple as you go to the UI, you type in the specific code that you want, you register, log in, you type in the specific code that you want. You can then customize the landing page it goes to after. So, hey, does it, uh, what does the landing page look like? What information do we want to take in? Um, what's required, what's not required. And then what you can do afterwards, go to the experiences section 
and create tailored experiences based on the person's behavior before. So right now it's all internal on swap. So some use cases internally could be if this person scanned this one code and then this other code, um, or if they're the 100th person to scan a code. But what we're developing right now and soon to launch is based on their online uh, purchasing behavior, what page do they go to? So if I have interacted in this way. So for a restaurant, and Trevor, I'll let you dive in more on the use cases, but if we know that this person's vegan, maybe when they scan the menu, yeah. they don't see any options that are irrelevant to their dietary restrictions. I love that. And my, my, my wife and I, especially my wife is gluten-free. So you always go to restaurants, she's like, what on the menu is gluten-free? And they have to like take the menu and like cross things out or like <laughs> add stuff. But you're, but you're mm. saying that could really be solved in a let me scan it. And then all of a sudden the menu pops up that is just gluten-free menu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah, I mean, any more thoughts on that? that's actually pretty, pretty cool. From the, from the consumer side, it is exactly what you're thinking and what you look at. You go to the web, you go to the restaurant, you scan, you get a PDF maybe of the menu and then you scroll down and underneath it says, Hey, you know, this is a first time visit, you know, thanks for coming to our diner. And it says, you know, if you want to join our rewards program, you want to get 10% off, whatever the kind of the incentive is that the business wants to promote, you know, plug your info, your name, email number in, and then maybe, uh, select if you have any special dietary restrictions. So that way, the next time you come back, it's going to say, you scan and says, hey, Trevor, welcome back to our diner. Um, based on your like, based on your dietary restrictions that you let us know last time, here is our gluten-free menu. Hmm. Then, I've, got a, I've got a question. Yeah. Look, sorry, Dan, go ahead. Just, sorry, Taylor. So, so no, from a, like a, I'm kind of thinking about this from like a business intelligence perspective too as a, as a business. If I notice you know, I have a cafe and I don't have a lot of gluten-free or vegetarian options. Is that something that I can see? Hey, I, I noticed that a lot of customers that are coming in are clicking that they're, they're vegan, they're gluten-free, whatever, you know, the dietary restriction might be. And I'm realizing that I don't have a number of options available or I need to increase that because, it, you know, it seems like the, the folks that are visiting my, you know, cafe are, are meet those metrics. Is that something that you guys provide on the back end to the business to, to learn from who their, their customer is? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if the, if the business puts that as an option for the form, then they, then they get those results. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the, what like from swap from, you know, the core problem that we're understand that we're trying to solve here is, is the black hole problem is what we call it. And so you have this vast majority of foot traffic at in-person venues, like retail stores, yeah. restaurants, events, pop-ups, simply unknown. And then at the same time, think about how much money these businesses are actually spending just to get people to show up only to not know if they did and if they did who they are and did they make a purchase because they're desperate for these conversion metrics. And so what we're doing is we help flip these anonymous customers into actual known customers, allowing these businesses to know who is their most dedicated in-person customer and let them communicate with them appropriately based on that. Okay. So mm -hmm. I, so I, I'm missing a little bit here or we're all along the lines of, <clears throat> so again, going back to the restaurant because, because of my dad. Mm -hmm. So will my dad have just one same QR code on all menus on the table and will your software keep up with the phone that is registered to, to keep up with how many times they visit? Does that make sense? So it's like, I mean, I'm assuming exactly. it's not like a ton of QR codes per person or anything like that, right? No, no, exactly. It's just right. one QR code. And based on your engagement with the restaurant, we can decide either uh, we can log more visits. So this person's visited for the third time this month. Right. Yep. We can change the menu based on their dietary restrictions, greet them personally. 
So it's not like you need a ton of QR codes. Again, QR codes are just the intermediary to the online worlds, but our software runs mainly outside of the initial QR code itself. What do you think businesses should be aware of or, or how should businesses leverage a QR code, right? Because I think a lot of times, I think for our generation, like I like it. I think it's extremely mm-hmm. seamless. Um, I think, you know, I've even thought about literally wearing a massive QR code on a t-shirt at code conferences. So people don't have to talk to me. They can just scan my shirt and move on to connect with me. Like, like I've thought about doing just fun stuff like that. What are some maybe like do's and don'ts of, of QR code etiquette that businesses should be aware of? Yeah. So I think a definite don't is right now you have to understand what you're asking of a consumer to actually get out their phone, scan the code. One thing I always refer to when we're talking to either customers, prospects, swap is the fog behavior model, which is the easier or the more motivation someone has to do something the easier or harder um, it has to be for them to end up doing it. So the harder it ends up getting, the more motivation you need to get them. So you have to think of the action of, I need to take this out of my pocket. I need to scan the QR code. I need to potentially run the risks because there are some security concerns depending on the context of the scan. Like, I don't think people should just go in the middle of the street and scan a QR code that's like non-logoed or something like that. Like, um, so you really need to think of all the... Uh, essential, essentially everything that the person could be thinking of before they scan and think of the motivation that someone would need to actually go through all those steps. So right now what people are used to doing is QR codes to just go to a website yeah. and let's say just ask you for your information, um, if anything. Yep. And that sort of thing is just ma- extremely mundane for a regular customer. And I've talked to, being at Clavio for four years before starting this, I've talked to so many customers that have plenty of retail stores with double digit subscription numbers for entire years um, from their QR codes due to, and maybe even like up to a hundred scans. So really just figuring out ways and prompts to engage people is one of the most important things. I love that. So we're going to wrap up here. Two, two quick questions I want to get to one. Mm -hmm. How do y'all make money? Like what is, what does that model look Mm -hmm. like? Yeah. So swap charges uh, basically monthly based on the unique, the amount of unique profiles that the business creates and hosts on our platform. So, so like a gluten-free menu, uh, a a vegan menu, um, you know, benefit for the fifth customer, all those are unique. So more of like, I, I come to a diner, I scan, I submit my info yeah. That's, that's one profile. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Awesome. That makes sense. Um, and then, um, when it comes to successes in your business so far, brag for a second, what, what good stuff has happened with, with, with swapped over the last little bit? Yeah. So we helped out a company called outer known. Um, they are Kelly Slater's surf apparel brand. Um, they had pop-ups. Yeah. Uh, they had pop-ups at this music concert and Trevor actually went and it was amazing. He put a t-shirt on and everything. And we helped them go from zero email and SMS subscriptions a day and an average of $2,500 a day at these pop-ups, like people actually purchasing. So the two days we were helping them out and, you know, this is partially the Trevor's sales document as well, but 30 K a day in sales and Holy 250, smokes. 250 email and SMS subscribers. 
each day as well. So they went from zero to 500 in two yep. days. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. I love that. Cool. Well, boys, thank you. That was thank fun. You. Was Thanks for having you guys for having us. Hold on one second. That's my last question. It's, it's more understanding, right? So, you know, we were talking about a few, you know, a few years ago, QR codes seemed to be kind of dying out and going the way of the dodo bird. And then COVID happened and then we stopped giving out menus and you could start scanning stuff. And all of a sudden QR codes are everywhere on, on everything that we do, which you, which I think is great technology. I think what you guys are doing is even more fascinating technology, but you know, still kind of a, a, a niche space, still growing, still trying to figure out its, its way and probably battling some, um, probably some struggles in terms of adoption of people wanting to live in this. Well, I don't want to always scan things this, you know, this that way or that way. A couple of questions. One, why, why did you guys start the company? And then two, um, how do you guys get over that adoption piece where, you know, maybe people are tired of taking out their phone. Maybe they're tired of taking pictures. They're tired of QR coding. They're, they're tired of signing up for an, another thing. So, so how do you guys battle that uh, mindset as well? Gotcha. Yeah. So the reason why we, started the company at the end of the day is it's just another channel for you to engage with your customer base mm -hmm. because of course the acquisition is important but again we're specifically tailoring your in-person experience and engaging people that come into your store or come into anywhere so trevor and i really just when we were thinking on this we just thought of what was going to make people's lives more fun and more engaging when you actually got somewhere and i totally understand a lot of the i'm actually four all of the pushback that you see QR codes get online, like they're annoying to do at restaurants because you're forced to use them at a restaurant. Um, they're useless to be everywhere because they open up the 95th tab on your phone. This is a quote from Trevor, actually. They open up the 95th tab on your phone and you're never going to look at it again and you're going to close it out. So I'm a right. huge proponent of the fact that QR codes are pretty annoying and useless. Um, however, that doesn't mean they always have to be. And that's what we're trying to fix. I love that. I love cool. that. You guys got a great product. No, I'm, I'm good, man. It's a, it's a great product. Excited to, to start seeing it more. Is this, a, is this starting to roll out nationwide or kind of what's your, your growth strategy? That's my final question. Nationwide. So we're trying to see some, basically, we've been 100% full-time on this for a few months now, but working on it since uh, January. And we have some good success stories so far. We have some really exciting potential success stories coming up the next few months. We want to really hone in on those, make sure we do some massive success. We have a portal for people to play around with, get the idea of. And, uh, you know, if anyone has interest, they can reach out. But start of the new year, maybe a month into the new year, we're going to take all of our learnings from our successes, really hone and build those into the platform. And allow you to have a fully operational um, and then we're just going to market everywhere. So we're going to be a fully operational personalization engine for offline attribution. I love that. Sorry. One more question. What's the biggest thing that you guys have learned like about customers like during this process? Oh, that's a great question too. Dan, Dan just, Dan just bringing it here last like five minutes. Okay. Trevor, I'll go first. Uh, Cause I have one off the top of my head. Um, customers just, in general, don't yet understand the fact that QR codes are just what I was saying, that like vehicle to get to your online. So people, and even talking today, it seems like people just think that QR codes themselves do so much. 
And it's an important distinction to realize that like QR codes are just, it's like clicking a link, like saying you hate QR codes mm -hmm. is like saying you hate a link. The internet. Like, yeah. Or the internet. Yeah. It's like, no, that a QR code is just a link. It's like what the QR mm -hmm. code is doing is what you actually hate. And that's understandable right. because it's it true. It's like, um, so I think people get in their minds like, oh, QR codes are this really interesting piece of tech that as soon as I scan, they know exactly who I am, which isn't, isn't the truth. Um, it's the software behind where the QR code goes and what the QR code ends up leading to, just like any other site that you go to, um, that is the important part. I love it. Uh, Trevor, you got any more to add on that? I, I think that it really hits a nail on the head from the like kind of consumer angle on how we're thinking about this. And then I think what's important to call out Nick from our customer side too is for so long, exactly what we talked about, QR codes are static. They take you from A to B. So there is like this kind of when we go to like zero to one in our conversations with our potential customers or existing customers, there is also some education required on like, hey, like that was before swapped. We actually can now power all of these different like automations based on how many times someone has done X or shopped X or done all these kind of things. And so I think when you have this, like when the business understands like, oh my gosh, like QR codes can now actually like power part of my business and consumers are like, wow, like I get something every time that I, I get value every time I use the swap code. Like that's when we start having this really amazing synergy. Makes sense. And you get that awesome aha moment probably every day now. Um, from different people we talk to, which is really fun to fun to see. I love That's that. Awesome. I love that. Taylor, right, throw their boys. website up. Yeah. <clears throat> what's uh, let me throw it up real quick. What's uh, what's the website again? Yeah, swapqr.com. Swapqr.com. Sweet. I'll throw it up. I love awesome. That. All right, boys. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us, and let's uh, let's continue to stay in touch. We'll we'll uh, keep keep a watch out with your journey. Okay. Yeah. Nice Thank time. you guys for your time. Awesome. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye. That was fun. I like that. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. Yeah, no, um, you know, QR codes obviously everywhere. Um, you know, and certainly um, I understand. I think most people understand just a conduit to, um, you know, to, to another, you know, landing site to, you know, whatever it might be. But really cool to see the, the tech behind it being used in a better, more personalized way than just yeah. a, a conduit, right? You know, you know what this, you know what this reminds me? Well, and I think too, you know, Dan, obviously we're extremely passionate about building community. Um, I think this is a great way for businesses to build community. You know, I, I think one of the things that, you know, our, our, our favorite Gary Vaynerchuk talks about is a little surprise and delight, right? Just like treating your customers and surprising them with something. And I think this is a great way for businesses to do that. Like, Hey, yeah. Susan, thanks for coming to this restaurant for the fourth week in a row we're going to give you a free margarita, right? Like, yeah. I think it's a great way for to surprise and delight and build community among customers. Yeah. A couple of things just in general, I know that people are like concerned about that has nothing to do with swapped, but in a way that it does. Um, I know push notifications, notifications just in general, make things somewhat are, are starting to become cumbersome right now. Everything has push notifications. Now Apple has that ability to like, have like delayed push messages, right? So you can get it in the morning, get in the evening if you want, right. like bulk mm -hmm. your, your messaging together. So I think that that's certainly something that, you know, businesses are going to have to fight through uh, in that regard. And then location data. And, you know, I don't 
know, we didn't get into this, but I know that location data and the amount of location data and everything that's tracking you is can be both advantageous, but it does seem like society itself is starting to wonder, hey, why do so many things have access to all of my location at one time? And I'm sure these are questions that we could have asked. And again, not anything that, I mean, I'm sure there are going to be challenges that SWAP has to deal with, but you know, certainly those are things that I can see just in the, the general world of, of, of things that we're battling that even though people want hyper-personalization, that I also know that people are getting like, hyper annoyed with everything that they do being tracked on their phone and, and being yeah. pushed notified too. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I guess, uh, I guess my last question is, is would you invest? Would, would we invest if we had a chance? Yeah, no, I think so. Um, you know, I think it's a fascinating product. I think what they're doing is, is really cool. And I think it is really um, a need in the market, right? I mean, yeah. I think that they made a really good point of, of explaining, you know, the, the use cases for the business and the use cases for the customer and how right. those can align together. Right. And the more business intelligence that you can get on somebody, the better you can curate a menu, a shopping experience, whatever it might be for, you know, the individual consumer, right? Like if, if I notice or we find out business intelligence wise over the course of a year, 40% of the people that come into my restaurant are looking for, healthier gluten-free yeah. you know vegan yeah. whatever it is and Huge. only six six percent <clears throat> of my menu you know is vegan or any of those options right like maybe i now start to change with some of the things that i deliver on or hey if i notice people that come into my store are coming in to buy one thing and then leaving well how do we cur you know, curate a better experience to keep them around longer right so yeah. i think that there's so much business intelligence that you can learn so I'd be curious to know like kind of the dashboarding on, on that end of things. Um, Cause I understand it from a personal perspective, but I can also see, gosh, if a business could figure out what their consumer was Huge. beyond just you walking into a store, like it's a freaking no brainer for me as a business to invest in. Right. And I don't know what the cost per yeah, scan same. is and I'm sure they're same. bulked, but like, I'm sure that's like exceptionally valuable information. Right. Yeah, exceptionally. I think uh, I think a few things kind of my end. One, I think I would invest um, because mm -hmm. I think I, I would want to see. I mean, obviously, we just don't have the time to go over everything, but I would love to see the back end mm -hmm. of the data and what it looks like. And I would I would like to see the ease of sign up because I think what my concern is with swapped is again I'm trying to think of it from like my 60, 60 year old mother, right? <clears throat> like, how much data are you asking somebody to fill out on their visit? Because like if you're out on a date and you scan the menu, like are you going to be sitting at the table with your plus one for like three minutes plugging in information? Now, I doubt it's going to be that. Yeah. Well, I know he like said 60 seconds, but even still 60 seconds like isn't a long time, but it can be in a situation where you're like, conversion. I just want to get to the menu. Yeah. Right? The conversion and um, the ease of it, I think. But I, So I, I wonder right. if there's like a, like a bypass, right? Like hey, you know, you can get to where you need without filling this out. But again, I mean, 60 seconds isn't a long time. It's but if not. you're just like, hey, I really want to just get to the menu here and I don't want to go through this prompter. I don't want another thing to have because we see it, right? right. But, you know, maybe my 64-year-old mother doesn't see it the same way. You know what yeah. I mean? So those are things that I think that you're going to battle. But I think that that's true with any technology and like, you've got to find your adapters and you've got to find your folks that will 
be used to. And is the the nice part about it is the way that I understand is if you fill it out one time, you're you're done you're forever done. too. Right. So I, I think that you have to reach a critical mass for that to be like, yeah, that's you know totally worth the time. Um, because again, even though sixty seconds doesn't sound like a long time, everything's battling for. Hey, can I get a minute of your time? Can I get five minutes of your time? Can you fill out this quick form? And how many forms that say they'll be 60 seconds are done in 60 seconds, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing that just popped in my brain, and we can end on this if you want, is I hate shopping. Yeah, same. I, I hate it. I think most guys do. And I think one thing, the one store I love is Zara. Because mm. what Zara has done is Zara has put QR codes on every single tag. So if you find something in store and you're weird about trying it on or, or you just don't have time, you're just perusing, you can scan the QR code. Like, for example, when I was in New York getting um, earlier this year, getting my tattoo done, I went into Zara in New York and I was like, it was overwhelming. It's a huge store. It's a huge <laughs> store. And I was like, I'm not going to yeah. go into it. I, I, yeah, I was like, this is absurd. Year. So I went around, I, I scanned every QR code and what it does is it makes a link. So I opened up a note on my Apple, a Apple phone, Jesus, on my iPhone. And I just made a note and, and put all the links of the stuff and it's still on there. Like I, I went to New York in February and I just referenced that note yesterday. So I, I think the QR code, especially for guys, I think will allow a much better experience, maybe even on like on the shopping side of things. Like, you know, you could fill out maybe your sizes for the store. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think, I just think there's so many ways you can take this, which is why I definitely would invest. Hey, shout out to, to Trevor Brown. He just shot me a, a note on LinkedIn says from a customer perspective, it takes about 20 seconds to fill out the form. It auto fills in name, phone number, email address. So okay. 20 seconds seems, I mean, definitely doable. Definitely. Tenu I, like I said, love the idea. I think it's going to, uh, really rocket ship and take off. Obviously you have two very, very smart people that have done a lot of really cool things um, in their career. And I think that considering their backgrounds and all of the different industries and perspectives that they have, I think is going to allow them to, to really be able to, to hammer home the marketplace. Quickly pivoting from that, Taylor, yep. um, big tech is getting hammered. Right. 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 Peloton's down big, Google's down big, Amazon's down, not Google, pardon me, Amazon's down big, um, Facebook's down big, uh, Twitter's taken private. Um, they're going to consider cutting half their workforce uh, or 75% or I guess it depends on how many people pay $8 a month to be verified, right? But like a lot of, a lot of corrections. What are your here. thoughts? I think we're just getting started. Um, Do you think we're still just getting started? I do. I do. Now, I don't know if like you're going to see this cataclysmic fall off, right? Like, I don't think that all of a sudden companies are going to start laying off 30, 40% in big tech. But I mean, by just getting started is I think that you saw all of these companies, bro, we talked about it for years. Like, why does Twitter have 7,500 employees? Right. And that the doesn't include all of their contractors and everything else. Right. It doesn't include all of the managed services and everything else. But you had so many companies that just hired for the sake of hiring. And now all of these people are like, shoot, I'm out of a job now. My salary's inflated. I don't know what I'm going to do. And big tech, like, literally shot themselves in the foot by the company their own problem. Yeah, you heard it here. We, we've been saying it for two years now. Um, and we, we, are, we have it on record. 
Um, so yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I think it's fascinating. I think, um, I think at the end of the day, you, you have to fix two years of bloat on top of the bloat you already had in the organization. So yeah, I, I do think I saw a tweet today that Stripe is laying off 15% today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I mean, uh, less you're in Mark Zuckerberg's like metasphere, you know, metaverse world where you're creating and you guys are blowing $10 billion a year. Um, then I'd be a little worried, right? Yeah. Um, now, I don't think that the sky is falling, but I mean, it goes back to the whole thing that we talked about is why the hell are we increasing 100, 120, 150% salaries, you know, over the course of, you know, four or five years? And why are we hiring all these people just for the sake of hiring? We're not creating product. We're just bloated in size. And now all of a sudden, oh, shoot, Amazon's down 6%, right? Yeah. Well, Facebook's I- 81% on the year. Yeah. Or meta, whatever they want to call themselves. Well, and 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 our favorite podcast group chat, they were talking about how Gas, the new app that's number one in the app store above TikTok yeah. right now, was built with five developers or four. Yeah. Four people. Yeah, four. Four people. Just, yeah, I mean, Instagram doesn't... was built with what? 18? Yeah, I think it was actually less than said. I think it was like. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. Yeah. Crazy. Um, um, last yeah, it's thing... nuts, man. Oh, go ahead. So, so last thing, last thing I want to do is, um, give a shout out to, um, kind of our past guests. So we have had a lot of our guests, um, get a lot of, um, sorry, my wife needs something. I want to give a shout out to, (laughs) sorry. Um, I want to give a shout out to a lot of our past guests. Um, you have, uh, vets who code with Jerome Hardaway, mm-hmm. they just placed over a million dollars of salaries with veterans this year. Um, Cody Horchak with Zerv caught up with him at a party this week. He, um, they are, uh, they're doing some exciting stuff. I don't know if I can announce it yet. I just realized that. So they're doing some exciting stuff. Can't announce it yet. Um, and then who, who else do we have? We have um, uh, Remix got backed by Shopify, Shopify. which is great news. Uh, Colorcast is on their Series B. Uh, they've raised a few million dollars on top of their first raise, so I'm, I think that they're probably in the five six million dollar range now. Um, let's see, Coke Notes with Johnny Crowder. They're um, adding to their team and to their staff. We're going to get so. Um, Johnny's a part of the Embark Collective here in Tampa, which is a startup incubator. We're going to be getting a couple more uh, folks from um, Embark here shortly. But shout out to uh, to him. Let's I see like what else. Somebody else. I need to. I need to like go back. I mean, it, it's been a it's been a great year for Unicorn Finders guest. It's been great. Yeah. No, it's been it's been a great year. Um, it's been really really cool to watch companies that were very much in the early stages, um, you know, really rocket ship and accelerate their growth and not saying that we had anything to do with it, but no. to know the, the to, to be able to hear their origin stories and to hear where they are now and to hear where they're going to continue to grow. There's been tens of millions and I'm not talking about 10, I'm talking, you know, 20, 30, 40, you know, we'd have to figure it out millions of dollars invested uh, in companies that have been on the show over the last, you know, year, year and a half. So that's been yeah. really fascinating to watch and to, to start to see our ecosystem grow where, you know, people can connect in similar industries. You know, we talked about it last week um, with, um, it's so hard to remember everything. <laughs> um, their name starts with an M they're in the, uh, 
um, the practitioner space, a license, uh, licensed, um, Oh, oh um, uh, uh, Motivo Health. Yeah, Motivo Health. Motivo, Motivo. Sorry, yeah. I knew it started with Motivo. To be able to see them and get connected with, with them in different industries, to see, you know, Jerome Hardaway and see what he's doing with vets and to see other, you know, groups start to get connected and form together is a really cool um, kind of oh. byproduct of this. And then Neural Payments, Series A. So actually, yeah. uh, uh, Daniel Norton, CTO, and we're trying to get the CEO, Mick, um, on the show. I think they're actually maybe next week or the week after. So yeah, just shout out shout out to all of our alumni. Y'all are crushing it. So, All right, y'all. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us today. Y'all have a great Thursday. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Unicorn Finders. If you found any of that interesting or helpful at all, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or want to be a part of our podcast, be sure to email us at info at theunicornfinders.com. And while you're at it, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe us five stars and share it with a friend or two. We'll see you next week.